Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Kayla McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome into the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I am your host, Pastor Caleb McCall. Let me tell you, folks, you are in for a special treat today. We have Brother Ed Tandy McGlasson on the show today, and uh, I could not be more excited to have this brother. We just got to do an interview together on his show, Men of Honor podcast, and Brother Ed, I am just so pumped to have you today, man. Thank you for agreeing to come on to the show and uh, drop some knowledge bombs on our listeners today. How you doing, Brother Ed? Man, I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm um you know when you uh when you really discover who God the Father has called you to be. Come on. There's this rest in that and this excitement where you wake up every day to go about doing the Father's business. And not that there's not attack and there's you know cuz we our 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 competitors the devil. <laughs> right. Right. So he's going to do what he does, but compared to being in the love and presence of God the Father and then watching, you know, I, I get to watch so many men um, encounter Christ and so many men um, get to receive a blessing from God the Father that they never got from their dads, that it just, I just wake up every day and go, thank you, Lord, you made me for this. Come on. Come on. That's so good. So good. So, so Pastor Ed, he is the founder and pastor over um, his ministry, Blessing of the Father Ministries. And we got connected through social media and uh, was on his podcast show. And he runs a, a podcast show where, and he has been going all over the world, folks, uh, with this message that the Lord has placed on his heart. And I don't want to get too far ahead of that, but did want to tell our listeners kind of a little bit about what you do being the founder and pastor and blessing of the father ministries. But, but brother Ed, will you please tell our listeners, just tell, give our listeners who might not know who you are, you know, uh, your testimony, quick rundown background of where you are, where you come out of and where you are today and what you're doing for the kingdom of God. Well, I was born through my mom. (laughs) This is true. This is true. That's right. And, um, on May the 29th, 1956, my dad, who was a test pilot in the Navy, um, was reading his Bible, preparing for a flight the next day, circles something in his Bible, looks at my mom with a really strange look, and my mom even said, am I going to lose you? Mm. And um, the, the next day at 1.15 in the afternoon, my dad had to make a decision to bail out and save his life or ride his plane in. And my dad hit his headset and said, this is November Papa, 88, taking it in. It was Memorial Day weekend. So his choice wasn't to try to bail out. Mm. Ace's plane hurt people. And so I lost my dad. And so I was born without a father. And and so that's how God started my story, Mm. not understanding the, the full breadth of that. And uh, my mom remarried and uh, another Navy guy she thought would be safer. He's the submarine commander. And he was 
an athlete and pushed me really hard to be an athlete. And so I had a lot of success um, because I was athletic and I loved to eat. Now I still I love to eat and I'm not as athletic, and that's a dilemma I have. Yeah. <laughs> went to uh, then went to college, got a scholarship, and on a single play, my sophomore year, a, a young rookie dove for a football that was fumbled by a running back and was between my legs. He crashed through my left knee, and off to the hospital I went, and the doctor told me that. I needed major reconstructive surgery, and I might not play again. Mm. And I went back to my room, and Caleb and I just wept mm. because I spent my whole life in search of fulfilling this this dream of being a football player, and it was gone just like that. Wow. So I'm laying there in my room and got a knock on my door, and it was a campus minister that I'd never met. And he looks at me, has a Bible in his hand. And I'm not a church kid. I didn't go to church. Sure, our church yeah. was to watch TV on Sunday and see who was playing football. That was right. our church. Right. And so he looks at me and says, you know, you have everything going for you, Ed, but you lack one thing. And I said, what's that? He said, Jesus Christ. Hmm. Well, I looked at him and I pointed to the ice bags on my knee because the next day I was scheduled for surgery, and so they wanted me to ice my knee all night. And I said, what about this? Where was God here? Mm. And he didn't blink. He just opened his Bible and read John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his one, his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. And Caleb, I'd never heard the Bible before. Wow. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing, hearing the word about Christ. And when I heard that verse, all I can tell you is that I knew instantly the Holy Spirit. I'd never, didn't know what a Holy Spirit was. Right, right. Revealed to me this the depth of this verse and he asked me if I'd like to be born again. And wow. I said, how do I do that? And he said, when Jesus died on the cross, he died as though he were you. So when you receive him, you can then learn how to live as though you were him. And I said, "That's it's not a very good deal for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the greatest I, deal for us, right? Right. And I, I just prayed a simple prayer. Sure. You know, Jesus... You know, will you forgive me? And yes. yeah. as I those words came out of my mouth, Caleb, this liquid waterfall of his mercy just falls on me. Wow. I'd never felt God's presence. And I just was sobbing. Wow. As his love just was penetrating this boy who thought that his life wouldn't matter unless he played football. Mm. Because my, my mom would tell me about my father who was killed in action, that he had a dream that, that he wanted to always fulfill, and that was to be a pro football player. But he hurt his knee in college and, and was really disappointed that he couldn't play. Wow. And so she would actually put the old mothering guilt trip on me, right? 
Yeah. You know, your dear father, your one and only father who died for our country, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is looking down from heaven right now. And if you could yeah. make it in the National Football League and be a pro football player, he would look down from heaven and be so proud. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, that screws up a kid, right? I got... <laughs> I got a dead dad who's watching me play. I got a, I got a, my stepdad who's driving me to play. Yeah. So if I don't play, I'm toast. You're done. Yeah. And so I, I received Christ and felt forgiven for the first time. Wow. And as I'm there in this state, he goes, "Can I pray for your knee?" And I went, "Sure." I've never been prayed for. And he put his hand on my ice pack. And what's so funny about this is that. He was part of a church uh, system, the Presbyterian Church, that actually believed that healing, that we're not supposed to pray, lay hands on people, they can be healed today. Mm. So he didn't even really, he never prayed for anybody for healing, but <laughs> I guess he felt like, why don't I give it a shot? And he, he put his hand on my knee and said, heal Ed's knee in Jesus' name. I mean, he wasn't like a trained charismaniac. Didn't you give me like a holy rub down, right? <laughs> And so he Come just prayed a simple prayer, heal Ed's knee. And yeah. I didn't feel anything because my knee was wrapped in ice. Yeah. Well, the next morning, they, you know, take me to the hospital for my surgery. And after they put on that robe on me that doesn't tie all the way on a normal-sized man, <laughs> I'm laying there in that gurney in pre-op, and the doctor comes out. He goes, well, we did these tests this morning somehow and those three ligaments that were torn yesterday have been reattached. Come on, Jesus. And I just went, what? <laughs> and I just, I jumped off my gurney, kaboom, on my knee. And my knee was perfect. Are you serious? Come on, and man. I just, I, I, who, who is this? Who is this guy named Jesus? Who is this? Come father? on. Wow. I walked back to the university. It was only about a half a mile, and I'm crying, and I'm just like, who do I tell this to? And, and so I, I look up because I think, well, maybe God's up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, <laughs> so right. I, I said, you know, you know, what do you want me to – who are you? What do you want me to do with my life? Mm. And his voice, you know, that internal voice that you know that it's not you talking, but mm. something divine is happening to you. And he speaks and he says, you know, I want you to fulfill your dream and play professional football. Wow. I I'm thinking, Caleb, who are you? I even yelled. And I was in the quad then. If I knew you were this cool, I got saved a long time ago. What kind of God are you that you want me to be a football player? Yeah, yeah. Let's press pause one second. I mean, you, <laughs> this guy, you tear your knee up. This guy, this pastor guy, this campus pastor shows up on your door, knocks on your door, introduces you to Jesus, leads you in a salvation prayer, lays hands on your knee with yep. the ice pack on it, doesn't even necessarily practice and praying for divine healing through the laying on of hands. <laughs> this brother lays his hands on you. You get miraculously healed. And, and then you're walking away from the hospital and you say, God, 
what do you want me to do with my life? And his response is, I want to help you fulfill the dream that you have always wanted to do. Tell me that isn't a good, good father. And I don't mean to cut you off here, brother, but I feel something here because somebody who is listening today needs to hear this. He's still a miracle working God. That's right. And then he's a good father. He's a good, good father. And then he said, when I call for it back, give it up. Wow. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm going to play 15, 20 years, you know, build a career, do all this. In my fifth season in the Philadelphia Eagles training camp, and I was blocking Big Hands Johnson, right? (laughs) You know, I ended up hurting my knee. And they even, you know, they, you know, cut me hurt. But before I hurt my knee that night, I couldn't sleep. I'm walking around the the campus. I could have gotten a fine, you know, being out of the dorm, but I couldn't sleep. And I'm just talking to the Lord about what's going on, you know, praying for my friends on the team. And he just says, now I want you to give this up and preach the gospel. And it stops me. I'm like right in the in the center of a soccer goal on a soccer field. Mm. And I'm right in the midst of this goal. And I heard that. And so I start to negotiate. <laughs> I go, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm only Hold five on. years in this. I just set the world record for the bench press at 605 at the time for NFL players. So wow. I'm like, I'm Sears and Roebuck. I'm in shape. I'm strong. I'm ready to go. And the Lord says, I want you to give this up. And you know, when God calls you, he's not asking permission. He's basically letting you go. He's letting you know where you're going. That's it. You're going to go through a knot hole backwards, or you're going to say yes and just walk in. So I looked at, I just said, okay, God, don't you know how much money I give to church? I'm thinking, the church needs my tithe. Yeah, like God needs your money, right? Yeah, and he didn't respond. It was like, eh, not that impressed, right? And so I walked away thinking, whoa, that was weird. The next day, I'm blocking Big Hands Johnson, the nose guard for the Eagles, and popped my knee. Wow. They cut me hurt, had to pay for my own surgery. Oh, wow. Long story. You know, God, God wanted to teach me something. Mm. that when he calls you to something, Mm. he also brings the provision for you for you to fulfill what he's called you to. That's good. And it's not your capacity to do it. It's his capacity. That's so good. That's why it's a calling, right? That's right, yeah. That's how, you know, I started in, you know, tried to do a business. It failed. I'm sitting on a couch with my son, Edward, about a year out of football. I had a big beard, you know, like Bluto, you know, with a fly going around me, you know. (laughs) Discouraged, you know, lost my dream. God calls me, don't know where to start, Mm -hmm. and phone rings. And, uh, you know, this woman's on the line. It's You know, I pulled over my 27-foot, extension to my phone in the living room. We didn't have cell phones back then. Sorry, it tells me how old I am to your listener. <laughs> and this woman says, are you Ed McGlasson? 
And I went, yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you a preacher? I went, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've been searching for you. What wow. do you mean? About a week ago, and I had this crazy near-death experience out in a fishing boat trying to run from God. We were praying for you, and the Lord spoke your name audibly to one of our intercessors that you're supposed to come and be our keynote speaker at our international convention in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I never I, I never had anybody ever talk like that to me. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, what's the conference about? And he goes, well, this year it's about don't be afraid of the calling that God has called you to, and don't be and don't run away. And I said, ma'am, I happen to have a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your guy, right? That was my that was my first official ministry event. Wow. Even though during the off seasons as a football player, I traveled around and went into high schools and shared my testimony mm-hmm. and had altar calls. And we saw literally 50, 60,000 kids wow. come to Christ in public school. It's you know, incredible. now they've done everything to remove that because the devil knows mm-hmm. that when kids hear the word of God out loud in a public school, yep. they could have an encounter with God and he just lost another tenant. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, so you have this injury. So we, we, we kind of rewind a little bit. So, so what happens is God tells you, I'm going to give you your dream and he gives you the dream. So you go from college to the NFL, you're a center in the NFL. You played for the Rams, the Eagles, the, uh, who else? Giants. 